I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in, Titan fans. This is the Titans Film Room Radio Podcast. Um, today we're going to be talking about the Denver Bronco set Tennessee Titan game and how miserable it was to watch uh, 16 to 0 don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast you can follow Justin at Titans Film Room you can follow me at South Texas Titan so go ahead and kick back and get ready to cry with us Tennessee Titans lose to the Denver Broncos on the road by a score of 16-0. to Titans do not score a single point in this game. Titans fall to 2-4. and four. They remain last place in the division. And I would say it's pretty much time to cancel the season. James, your thoughts? I want to cry for many reasons. Yeah. Uh, it's been really hard to watch this team and what they put on the field every week. And we just seem to be regressing uh, more and more. So I don't know. This offensive line is giving seven sacks a game. Uh, I said it on Twitter. Somebody needs to get fired for this. If it's Keith Carter, Art Smith, Mike Vrabel, somebody needs to satiate my bloodlust because it has just been downright frustrating to watch this team week in and week out. Yeah, it's completely unacceptable um, to just let this happen. If you were lucky enough to miss the game, let me just run down for you how how it happened. We opened with a three and out, and then the Broncos drove down the field um, after a pretty great punt return and kicked a field goal, 3-0. So the defense held. The Titans then go three and out. The Broncos then go six and out. The Titans then go six and out. The Broncos then go three and out. The Titans then go six and out. The Broncos then go three and out. The Titans then go six and out. And then, after one big pass play down the field on the Broncos' next drive to Cortland Sutton, who beat Logan Ryan deep, the Titans allowed a second field goal. On their next possession, the Titans had a five and out. Then they forced a three and out. And then, disaster strikes. Towards the end of the second half, 48 seconds to play. Marcus Mariota takes the snap, looks left. Nobody's open. Looks right. Sees Tajay Sharp. Tries to throw to him over the middle. Tajay Sharp makes a diving attempt, but the safety undercuts the pass from behind and picks it off. It was Chris Harris Jr., so it wasn't the safety. But Chris Harris Jr. undercuts the pass, jumps the route behind Tajay, and uh, takes the ball. And it's the first interception, the first turnover 
by the Titans offense, excluding Adoree Jackson's fumble, the Titans offense this season with 48 seconds to go in the half, a one play drive interception Mariota's first in over 200 something pass attempts. The Broncos then go three and out and the Titans took a knee. That was the first half. It was so many punts. It was a punt fest, boring, 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 boring defensive battle. If you like defense, the Titans played very good defense in this game. They really only allowed six points in the first half, like off of two plays, the big punt return, which was special teams, and then one big pass, Cortland Sutton. And at halftime, people were wondering, is it time to bench Marcus Mariota? He did not play very well in the first half. He missed and opened Derrick Henry in the flat on a screenplay on the very first play. On the next third down possession, Mariota missed. Um, Corey Dave or Delaney Walker threw it low to him. Just, just not a good throw. Don't know why. Um, he wasn't sharp at all this game. He had taken three sacks at halftime. So the come out on the next possession after Kevin Byard gets one of the wackiest interceptions that you'll see. The, the Broncos started the second half with the ball. And on the third and two from their own 45, Kevin Byard catches the ball off of, it bounced off Noah Fant's back somehow. And Byard kind of bobbled it and pulled it in, and it was a great play. Unfortunately, he did not return it for a touchdown, so the Titans came out, and what do you know? They went three and out again. The defense held four plays, punt for the Broncos, and then Marcus Mariota on the next possession. After missing Delaney Walker over the middle, and Dalen Dawkins carried for one yard on second and ten. That's right, Dalen Dawkins was getting snaps ahead of Deion Lewis in this game. We'll talk about that later. Mariota takes the snap. He's under pretty quick pressure. Ben Jones and Nate Davis get beat almost instantly. He avoids the rush. He steps forward, throws it deep, looking for Darius Jennings, and it is pretty underthrown. Picked off. Now, there are worse interceptions you can throw. It was third and nine. Mariota evaded the rush pretty daftly, I must say, and threw it pretty much deep as far as he could. So, honestly, you take a chance. You give your receiver a chance. Darius Jennings could have done a little more to help it at least not be intercepted. Um... But it's, I mean, it's third and nine anyway. If you don't complete it, you're punting it. They took over at the Tennessee 41, so they maybe saved 10 to 20 yards of field position. Defense has been playing really well. There's worse interceptions that can happen. But the Titans had had enough. After the Broncos were then able to drive down and score a touchdown to take a 13-0 lead, Ryan Tannehill comes in. And the first play on first down is a handoff to Derrick Henry for minus one yard. So same, same story, different quarterback. But Tannehill did move the ball a little better, even though he went three and out on his first possession. The Titans defense, again, held three and out. Punt fest, punt fest. Titans, five plays, punt. Broncos, three plays, punt. Titans, six plays, 15 yards. Turnover on downs. Um, So they moved the ball forward, but then penalties and so many setbacks drove them all the way back that it did seem like Ryan Tannehill was a bit more decisive with the ball, but he still took uh, too many sacks. And then on the final Titans' final possession of the game, after allowing another field goal for Denver to make it 16-0, Ryan Tannehill drove down the field, completed an 18-yard pass on 3rd and 29, and then on 4th and 11 from the Denver 12-yard line with 1 minute, 21 seconds to go. The game pretty much over anyway. The Titans would have needed to score, get a two-point conversion, recover an onside kick, score, and then convert another two-point conversion to even have a chance in this game. So things were pretty much done. Tannehill runs around in the pocket a little bit and then throws an interception at the goal line. Um, and then Denver was able to kneel it out from there. Pretty disappointing overall. Marcus Mariota benched, obviously, is going to be the big headline from this. 
James, I'm going to turn it to you. Is this the end of Marcus Mariota as a starting quarterback in Tennessee? Is Ryan Tannehill going to be QB1 the rest of the way? What do you think? Uh, I think at this point it opens the conversation for QB battle. Um, I don't know necessarily if it just means the end of Mariota because he was just having a bad game and maybe Vrabel just wanted to see if Tannehill could change it. Um, it definitely puts Marcus's seat to scalding hot as far as this is no longer your job. Um, it also puts into question he's probably not getting the extension. Uh, just There's a whole lot of things surrounding it, but if you look at Mariota and if you look at Tannehill, they're basically the same quarterback. But from what I saw at the end of that fourth quarter, I mean, I mean given the interception that Tannehill had anyway, um, Tannehill was 13 for 16. Uh, he did have the interception, but it looks like the offense was moving a little bit better with him. Granted, maybe the Broncos' defense just didn't prepare for Tannehill. So next week, maybe Vrabel pulls the old, uh, we might start Mariota, we might start Tannehill, make uh, the Chargers prepare for two different quarterbacks, and then you know it's kind of a surprise who starts on Sunday. Yep, I think that either of those things are possible. Um, I will say that I think the problems on the team on the offense run a lot deeper than the quarterback. I don't think Mariota was doing enough to elevate it, and it was worth seeing. Okay, is this all Mariota, or is the offense just have too many problems? Let's put Tannehill in there and see if things get better. Rabel did say, or somebody, Roger Saffold may have said it, that they thought it would maybe provide a spark. Delaney Walker used that language to provide a spark um, when he was sounding very, very downtrodden and just, done with everything Delaney Walker sounded so sad in his post-game interview I felt so so terrible. we broke Delaney it's just awful we, we the Titans have broke Mariota ruined ruined a quarterback a, a promising young quarterback and I do think that this is probably the end of the Mariota era could could we see him start again next week it's possible um but I don't know I don't know if it's worth it I I almost would rather see Ryan Tannehill play just to sh- just to see if the offense is this bad and just to show that the offense is this bad and that the staff is this bad on off. I mean, I'm, I'm extremely skeptical of the staff on offense at this point in the season through six games. You know, I'm going to pull up a tweet um, at Titan underscore train one Titan train tweeted this out the past 10 quarters in the NFL, the Texans have scored 91 points. The Jacksonville Jaguars have scored 53 points. The Indianapolis Colts have scored 50 points. The Jets have scored 44 points. The Dolphins have scored 26 points. The Redskins have scored 24 points. The Titans? Do you know how many points the Titans have scored in the past 10 quarters? Mm, I'm going to say seven. 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 What? I mean, what? <laughs> I can't. That's not, that's not getting it done. I don't care who the quarterback is. I mean, like I've just read, the Dolphins and Redskins have scored over triple the amount of points the Titans have in this in this time frame. And the Titans have played good defenses. I mean, the Broncos have a good defense. The Bills have a great defense. But this is just not acceptable football. And like you said at the beginning of the episode, somebody, there needs to be some accountability. Somebody needs to be asked to step down. And I don't know if Art Smith is going to be back next week. I, I would expect he will be. But Teron Davenport was tweeting about some interesting things that were happening in the locker room after the game with um, Art Smith hanging out, talking with players, which 
He said he normally doesn't make any appearance in the locker room after the game, but he was seen chatting with Taylor Lewan one-on-one and chatting with Marcus Mariota one-on-one, and I'm sure he talked to other players while he was in there. So who knows what that's all about? Well, I'm sure we'll find out more soon. But maybe now's not the right time. Maybe they have to wait till the end of the season. But I don't know. Marcus Mariota, probably not the answer at quarterback. He hasn't been able to be, but he hasn't been supported very well. The staff has been terrible also, and I don't know where we're going to go from here, but maybe we can talk about it after a break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, Titan fans. So now we're going to talk about how we're wasting the defense and... What we probably could be doing if we had even a somewhat competent or average offense. The defense played very well today. They did end up giving up 16 points, but some of those were off the turnovers. And the uh, they, they did allow a big running play in the fourth quarter again. But they were on the field so much in this game. The Titans were constantly punting and constantly forcing punts. I think the Broncos were 2 of 14 on third down. But so were the Titans on offense. So that's where that's where the problems lie. Um you know what's sad is when the Miami Washington game is more exciting than the Titans and Broncos. Are the Titans the most boring team in the NFL? Uh, I think you can make a very heavy case for it when you've scored seven points in the last ten quarters. Yeah, that's just pathetic. The Broncos um, got seven sacks in this game. The Titans only had one sack, but they had a good deal of pressure. I thought Harold Landry played a really good game. He was making plays um, in the out on the outside. And- he had to drop back in coverage a few times. He he had one play where he ran up from coverage and avoided a tackle and knocked Joe Flacco down. And he had another play where he dodged a, t- a blocker on a screen and, and made the tackle. It was So it was a pretty nice game from Harold Landry. I thought Evans was flying around a good bit. Um, Wesley Woodyard was showing up too. Logan Ryan did get beat deep once, but he had pretty, he had pretty good coverage there. And it was a nice catch um, by Sutton. And I thought that the secondary, Adoree Jackson had some really nice plays, a really nice tackle on a run stop. Um, Logan Ryan was getting involved in the run game. Kevin Byard obviously had a pick. Kenny Vaccaro was flying around everywhere. Jarrell Casey had a nice play in the backfield. So, I mean, guys were guys were making plays on defense, and it just really sucks when the defense is playing so well. They've The most points they've allowed in a game this season is 20, just to the Jags. And the offense just is not helping at all. So, we'll... Jarrell Casey's getting up there in years. We mean, if you re- hit reset on offense, how long before you're competitive for real? I mean, at least you have a defense like this that can support you. So maybe that helps a new quarterback come in, whether that be a rookie or a free agent or whatever. But it's just really sad that we're going to keep watching these boring games where nobody's doing anything on on offense and, and the defense is good, but <laughs> they're getting no help. Yep. It is so frustrating. Um, I don't know what I'm more mad about is maybe it's just my ego 
with everybody, like the whole Benjamin Albright thing that happened at the beginning of the season where he said that uh, the Titans are scared, they might be wasting a championship defense, and that there may be a quarterback controversy with Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota. So maybe I'm just holding on to that kind of like, I really don't want to admit it just for my ego's sake. But you know what? I'll just go ahead and admit it. I, I'm wrong. They they have been wasting a championship defense, not just with Marcus Mariota, but with this offense in general. And going back to it, maybe Art Smith or Keith Carter or somebody on this offensive staff needs to be held accountable for what has been going on because this has just been flat-out embarrassing. I mean, this has to be one of the worst starts for an offensive coordinator we've ever seen for this team. For any team, Art Smith has been a complete embarrassment. Yeah, like you said, embarrassing. I mean, that's 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 the heart of the problem. Is like I we get it. Marcus Mariota hasn't been good enough, or whatever. Like whatever you want to say. But at the end of the day, your offensive coordinator needs to put your quarterback in a position to get the best out of him. And we are getting the worst we've ever gotten out of Mariota in five years. Um, I mean, not. Every game, Atlanta, he played pretty well. The second half of Jacksonville, he played pretty well. But there's just no consistency in the performance. The the play calling is is not good. There was a third and third and six, I believe, or third and four actually in this game, where they called a swing pass to Deion Lewis, who had been not receiving running back carries in favor of Dalen Dawkins, who was just signed off the practice squad last this earlier last week. And uh, one second, I fully support that, though, because I've been off the Dion Lewis train since last year. So, oh, I'm not I'm not faulting that. I'm wondering why is Dion Lewis in the game on a crucial third down when you finally have a chance to start moving the ball a little bit and you run this little swing pass to him that takes so long to develop both before the snap and after Mariota got the snap that everyone on the field knew what was happening, knew what was coming. And the defense just swarmed him. He lost multiple yards. I think he lost two yards on the play. It's just a terrible attempt of, of offense. And then I know the defense is playing really well, and you and you have a great punter who can pin people deep, but I want to see them sometimes when you're at midfield and you put together a mini little drive of at least 15 to 20 yards. Like the Titans had numerous six-play, six five-play drives in this game where they ended up punting. But once you get to midfield when your defense is playing as well as it's playing, you've got like a fourth and four, fourth and six or something. I, I, at a certain point... You got to start going for some of these. The offense needs some kind of spark. They need something to believe that they can get going. I want to see them be a little more aggressive. Mike Vrabel was so aggressive last season. This season, he's not been aggressive at all. We had another questionable Mike Vrabel coaching decision in this game, which happened when uh, at towards the end of the first half, the Broncos had the ball. The Titans defense was swallowing it up and the Broncos were trying to run it out and uh, the Titans didn't call a timeout. And then finally, after the third down play, they do call timeout, but where was that? Why, why are you waiting so long to call timeout? They ended up only having 58 seconds when they got the ball back. Of course, it didn't matter because that next play was Marcus Mariota's first interception, but still, like, what? why not either call the timeouts or don't call the timeouts? Don't, like, change your mind halfway through. Um, so another questionable coaching decision, more questionable um, play calling, and... Just no support for a defense that continues to give it everything. I, I feel so bad for those guys. Um, you know, like watching Kevin Byard on the sideline after his interception as the offense goes three and out again, just like wondering what he's possibly thinking about. You know, like he's probably thinking, man, I should have scored. <laughs> yeah, or man, do I want to resign? Or, well, we did resign him. I'm sorry. But maybe he's regretting that. I hope yeah. not. But 
the one thing that you worry about, if Vrabel is committed to this style of football or whatever, that's clearly not working, then I think maybe he might have to go. If things don't get a little better this season, I don't know if Vrabel survives, but you'd hate to see Dean Pease leave because this defense is really just balling out right now. And you know Dean Pease is only here because of Mike Vrabel. So here's the thing. Uh, I had tweeted about how it kind of went from top down where we had kept malarkey and because of that we really didn't conduct a GM search and that led to us getting Vrabel uh, because there wasn't really a head coaching search because John Robinson already knew who he wanted and then we didn't really do an offensive coordinator search because Mike Vrabel was already working with Art Smith at that point and so it kind of went top down now I think it's going to go in reverse order so if we do fire Art Smith okay now Vrabel's going to have a chance to change his offense Vrabel can't do that, then Vrabel's going to get canned. And then if John Robinson can't hire another coach that's actually successful, then John Robinson's going to get canned, and it's just going to go in reverse order than we've already gone. Yeah, I don't actually know if John Robinson would survive Mike Vrabel's firing. Like, how? We, somebody mentioned this in our little chat earlier, but how would, how would you justify to, John, to Amy Adams Drunk, if you're John Robinson, hiring Mike Vrabel, and two years later, you're already like, uh, whoops, this was a big mistake, obviously. like At that point, Amy's going to be like, well, John, I think this was a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, and I think Amy can be cutthroat. I mean, at the end of the day, she is a businesswoman, and uh, she, she does work. She wants to win, and she knows that seven points in the last ten quarters is not winning football, and I am... Not going to be surprised if there is an empty Nissan Stadium this next week at the next game because I don't I don't know who would want to go watch this team play right now. Can you blame them? I, I sadly I cannot blame them. And make no mistake about it, I believe this team broke Marcus Mariota. I think Marcus Mariota in 2016, before the leg injury, was on his way to to being a superstar in this league, and in 2017. He played okay in a in a very predictable offense that was that his numbers were way worse than his play. Last year, we didn't really know what was happening with the arm injury, and this year he just has been way too inconsistent. He's only really played two good halves of football, the second half of the Jags game and the first half of the Falcons game. And but I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback regress this much, and I truly believe it is regression because we saw this guy moving in the pocket, cycling through reads, delivering balls downfield. I mean, I've have hundreds of tweets out there of this guy doing this stuff in 2016 and it just all disappeared. And you wonder if it was the coaching changes and the injuries or what the combination was, but at a certain point, it doesn't really matter what the why was. It sucks. I don't blame Marcus Mariota. I'm always going to love him as a, as a player, the memories that he gave us, he won the first playoff game for this franchise in years. And he was, he had a lot of special moments and it really just sucks. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter why. All we can do is recognize that it might be time to move on. And if that's the case, that's sad because the Titans are responsible for that, not him. Yeah, uh, and I agree with that. Um, Marcus did a lot for this team. I'm very grateful. Uh, very good memories. But I've said it before. I don't think he was the same player after he broke his ankle in 2016 against the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, Probably not. Just overall. But it's sad. It's really sad because I think we did have a franchise quarterback. Yeah, and now we're going to have to find another one. If things don't turn around, right? Because it's week six. The Titans are two and four. 
they would have to go on like a crazy 10 game winning streak like the Colts and the Texans did last year to have any shot at doing anything. And that seems extremely unlikely right now. But I will say this after a stretch of play this poorly, if the Titans go back in that building and go, all right, everything we're trying is right. We're just not trying it hard enough. Then they all deserve to be fired because after a game like this, after a stretch of play like this, you have to reevaluate what you're doing. So the last tiny strain of hope is the Titans make some massive changes to what the heck they're doing on offense, which include trying to find ways to mitigate the offensive line that can't seem to block anyone. Might mean putting Brian Tannehill in at quarterback for a while to see if that can change. And if they do that and they start ripping off a bunch of wins, then, I mean, that's honestly still the best case scenario because at the end of the day, if Ryan Tannehill plays really well and the offense starts being really effective, then suddenly you might have your franchise quarterback again. And they're so hard to find that, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I want that to happen, that I want Ryan Tannehill to like be good and be the guy or anything, but because like the excitement of a rookie quarterback might might be just might be more fun. But if Tannehill starts winning a bunch of games, that's going to be a whole lot of fun too. So... Whatever happens, at the end of the day, I'm going to keep rooting for this team because what else can you do? The last bit of optimism there is that if they, they have to realize that something needs to change now and maybe something big will change and maybe that will change the season. I'm hoping. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping. But To be clear, I do not expect that to happen. I expect this to be a miserable season where we end up 4-12 and 12 and have a top 10 pick, which would honestly be, be fine at this point because... It doesn't look like they're going anywhere. Honestly, I think this week we're going to be talking about a new offensive coordinator. It's not It's not out of the question. All right. I, I really think we are. So, but, um, and with that, that's kind of some good news to me. There's some, some reason for hope. I think we're going to be talking about something new. And hopefully somebody has some ideas in that building and we can move forward and try to improve for the season. Yeah, agreed. All right, should we wrap it up? Uh, we should um, come in this week. We should have a special Matt Neely podcast. Um, he was a dear friend to both of us and the rest of Titans Twitter as well. And we just kind of want to share some memories about him. And, you know, we just didn't want it to bleed into this podcast where they're going to be conflicting emotions because Matt was special to us and we want to talk about that exclusively. Amen. Agreed. We will be back with that soon. Until then... I say good night. Good night.